0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank and praise uh, God first, who is the head of my life, for this opportunity. I thank my pastor for this opportunity as well uh, to speak on his word. Uh, I love talking about the word almost as much as you may be seated. I'm sorry. Um, almost, I mean, as much as I love ministering by song, and uh, because it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I love, I love how it cuts things out of me. Sometimes blessings hurt, but it lets me know that he's still there. Amen. Oh, uh, You know, I was studying this uh, before the pastor asked, to, uh, asked me to preach, and then, of course, the Lord laid on my heart, I'm getting older now, I'm getting like Bill Hitchcock, and where I'm down here, like you, Bill, <laughs> and uh, the Lord said, go ahead, preach that, and uh, I was like, wow because it's, you know, my topic is three questions. It's why must I be saved, what must I do to be saved, and what must I do to stay saved? And this could be easily a series, lots of information. But I'm gonna try to do this in about 40 to 50 minutes. <laughs> So, pray for me. (laughs) Um, Why must I be saved? I'm gonna try to hurry. Well, first of all, you know what? I feel better if we pray, just help me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I must decrease so that you increase. Psalms 1914 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Why must I be saved? Simple. Sin. Sin is any violation of God's laws and ordinances, you know, and we don't have to go by the law anymore. You know, we have the Holy Ghost, but it's just there. For anybody who doesn't know the Lord, that we're past that we have the Holy Ghost, living contrary to the will of God, the ought that is committed, and iniquity, emphasis on iniquity. Iniquity is not just sin, okay? It's something that you've embraced and carried inside your emotions, amen? It's the atmosphere that a person has embraced that caused sin to be acted upon. Okay, so it's within you because you allowed it in your heart. So it's a choice. It's a choice. We've been given the gift of choice from the day that we were born, uh, from the day that we were born again to this very second. We are given a choice, a choice how to live, how to live for the Lord. And God is moved and pleased by faith. Amen? One of the strongest ways for spirits to enter into your heart, good or bad, is through your eyes. The Lord gave me this revelation. There's other ways of spirits to come upon you. But one of the Strongest ways is through the eyes. Even medically, WebMD says there is a correlation between the eyes and the heart. The eyes are closely related, closely connected to the health of your heart. That means issues we see in the eye can be directly linked to the health problems of your heart, that I'll preach all day long. The eyes is the pathway to your heart. So whatever you see, isn't it something how you remember it? You know, sometimes you can't get it out of your mind, good or bad. Hallelujah. Be careful with your eyes, what you see. I think I remember singing that when I was a child. Sin began with Adam and Eve. I think uh, we were on the right. Subjects this morning, Brother Nick. I'm I'm starting to touch a little bit on what you're on. Not totally, but you'll recognize some scriptures. Genesis 2, verse 9. And out of the ground may the Lord God grow to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of. Why is it every time we are told not to do something, it becomes more attractive? You know what I mean? You know, we're at this beautiful stage in my grandson's life. We say, no, no. <laughs> I do ask, we start laughing. We say, no, 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 no. I'm laughing and crying at the same time at this point right here. He has my heart, sorry, Dan, I'm crying. Your dad told me to not cry. (laughs) He said, don't cry. He said, no, 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 no. And then Jaden says it back, no, 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 no. But it becomes more attractive to him. We say no to the steps. What's he do? Looks back at you, going up the steps. No, no, no. It becomes more attractive. And the eyes of both of them were open. I'm getting ahead of myself. And when the woman saw that the tree of uh, was good for food, first excuse right there, it's good for food. Okay. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. There's the eyes again. And the tree to be desired to make one wise, second excuse. Oh, now I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be smart. Got to be good for me, okay? We still do this today. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them, there's the eyes again, the eyes of both of them were open. When we're in relationship with God, he blinds us to the ways of the world, all right? We might see some things, but it doesn't affect us. Us in a negative way when we don't adhere to it, all right? We got, it's a choice, just like I said. Even living a saved life, it's a choice, and we got to abide by God. We, if we abide in him, we won't sin. I'm not saying we're, we're going to be perfect, but it won't be intentional. There you go. All right, sin won't be intentional, hallelujah. And the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. We're all adults here, I mean, you know, when their eyes were blinded, you know, when God protected them and then they seen that they were naked, I mean, you know, being naked at that time, you know, under the blessing of God was just as normal as you see me standing here with clothes on. You know, it wasn't bad in their eyes. I'm just trying to get you to see, you know, how much protection you have under Christ, all right? You are protected, all right? Your eyes are protected, your heart's protected, all right? You have to stay under the blood. In Jesus' name. First John chapter three, verse four. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For the sin is the transgression of the law. Transgression is knowing the law. and you're, you're knowing it, you, but you're overriding it. Just like Adam and Eve did. You know, they did what they wanted. And, and you're worse off than somebody who doesn't know, all right? Transgression, that sin, you're breaking the law, you're breaking, you are committing sin. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Romans 6, 2 says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? I've seen something on Facebook, and kind of, once you're saved, you're always saved, and just because I do this, and I receive God, and just because I still do this and that, and no, 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 no. What did he save you from? What's the purpose? I saved you for you to go back to do what you're doing. doesn't make sense. Somebody dies. You see him again tomorrow, isn't that odd? Wait a minute, you're supposed to be dead, you know? It's like, we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection. We kill off the dead man and resurrect to newness of life. A new walk with Jesus. Not to go back, but to move forward in him. When that reminds me of Pharaoh and and his army, when Moses was taking the Israelites across the Red Sea and the waters parted and that was a type of baptism and they got to the other side, the resurrection. And then Pharaoh's army come behind them with the wrong intention. See, Moses was getting them out of Egypt or out of sin. All right, they made agreement, intentions to follow God and resurrected to the other side. Pharaoh and the army had another intentions. They had the wrong intentions, and that's why their waters closed in on them and they stayed dead. They weren't resurrected. You follow me? So, know ye not that so many of us. As we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should, be, should walk in the newness of life. This is how we should walk. They didn't say anything about it. Going back. You know, I guess that Facebook writing got to me. (laughs) Boy, did I want to reply. But I did. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We should not serve sin. There's so many scriptures in this. We're not perfect. We're going to sin, probably even daily, but the difference is it's it cannot be intentional. You can't, you know, it's like saving somebody who's drowning and then they go back. And it's like, you're going back. I just saved you. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him is no sin. Whoever, whosoever abideth in him sinneth not and whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. Revelations 21, nine, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It does you can't inherit the kingdom of God. Sin won't enter in, so don't be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. Revilers, that's just somebody just mean for no reason, just mean. Just to himself, to others, just extortioners, blackmail shall inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. Some of us were that way. God's just saying that, but ye were washed. You were washed in the blood of Jesus, all right? But ye are sanctified, you're set apart. I didn't say I set you apart to go back. I know I sound like a broken record, but somebody's got to get it and but ye are justified you're made right in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of god so everybody you know there's comes a time in your life you've got to, to make a decision how you want to live and i'm not talking about just unsaved i'm talking about save as well and myself we got to fight daily it's gotta be a fight, you know? Because I know me, you know? And my wife knows me, and I've got to pray, I've got to fast, and I've got to read his, stay in his word. I've got to do all that. Because there's so much out there that wants in my heart. You know? And, and the devil knows I will like it, and he just wants to destroy me. He just wants to destroy you. Amen? So everybody in the world is going to have a chance to be saved. They're going to hear God one way or another. That's why there's missionaries all over the world in just about every country. Everybody's going to have a chance and opportunity to be saved. I believe that. The Word says it. Matthew 24, 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall come, that shall the end come. All right? The gospel is going to be preached everywhere. Everybody's going to hear it some way, sometime, and you got to decide. Amen what must I do to be saved? I can answer that. But I think I, I know I have to start out with this. Understand it's a relationship with God. Okay? Matter of fact, it's a marriage. That's the perfect word. It's a marriage. And I'm not knocking them in, but you ladies, especially the ones that are married, you're going to understand this one. (laughs) And you're going to understand anybody who's not saved, why we take our Christianity, why we take our relationship with God so serious. Married women out there, do you take your marriage serious? I know you do. I'll answer it for you. It's the same thing. God's jealous. That's right, he is. He wants no other gods before me. Hallelujah. I was getting ready to jump ahead of myself, but 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse two, for I am jealous over you with the godly jealous. For I have espoused you to one husband, not three. One husband. I know my kids only seen one daddy, baby, one husband, daddy, baby, or whatever in the house. I've been the only one, <laughs> and I will always be the only one, even after Sydney leaves. <laughs> But, I mean, what, how odd would that be? It's common sense. All right? Here comes dad in the house, and here comes two other guys. Wait a minute. Dad? Who's my dad? Dads? How odd is that? Come on. You don't even really need scripture for that. And, you know, I'm not going to deter from it. Isaiah 54 and 5. For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. That's right. Guys, we're the husband. We're the head of the home. All right. We are kind of like the bridegroom. And our wives is the bride of Christ. You're going to notice me going both ways throughout the rest of this message because it correlates. You're going to see the reasoning. You're going to see the seriousness of being a Christian, of being Christ-like. All right? You're going to see it through marriage. All right? Amen? Amen. Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, having spot or wrinkle, not having spot or This part reminds me right here of, remember ladies, married ladies of your wedding day, and you've got, I mean you've, <laughs> clean, you, clean as you've ever been, your hair was perfect, Has it ever been, you got yourself together, you wanted to be beautiful, all right? No spot, no wrinkle, no blemish, all right? And that's the way my wife was, for me. (laughs) It's the same thing, you know? And, And this is the way God is with us. All right, he wants us without spot or wrinkle, no blemish. All right, even after the ceremony, you know, we're his bride. All right, and this is the way he wants us. Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 7, I thought this was really good. This is when I see my wife coming through the doors on the day of our wedding. All right, I'm trying not to cry. All right. Oh, my love, you are altogether beautiful. There is no flaw, no blemish in you. And I still remember it. Me and my wife's been together 31 years. And I'm telling you, I'm more in love with her now than I was then. And she blew my mind then. This is the way God feels about us. We're his wife, all right? He will fight every battle for us. Try coming in my house on 500 Browns in Zanesville. You've got a fight on your hands. This is the way God is. I love my wife, I love my children, This is the way God made it, perfect in all his ways. Here's the funny part, but it's serious. The ceremony begins, all right? But before I talk about the ceremony, I gotta say this, that, you know, it's just like a couple who's been attracted to each other and they got to get to know each other. So what do they do? They start dating. They start dating to get to know each other. In relationship to God, you come to church. That's how God dates you. Get to know him. And then back in my day, we had some love letters and my wife still has one or two. But you know what? The day, and I called, would I call you girly? <laughs> the day that she pulled this out and said, Look, honey, I still got this letter. Remember, you called me girly, and I was like, Oh my gosh, why did I say that? But you should have seen her face when she read it. All right? Love letters love letters, full of them, the Word of God, all right, and talk, don't stop talking, me and my wife go out to eat a lot more than we probably should, but that's all right, we're older now, kids are out of the house, but you know what I notice, Couples sit there and they won't talk the whole time. I'm like, good grief, what is wrong? I noticed that a lot. And I love talking to my wife, you know, and she loves talking to me. It might be work all the time, but, (laughs) but we talk in relationship to God, what's that? Prayer. God wants you to talk to him too. And he wants you to listen. Listen, listen, listen. I can, I'm telling myself again, my wife is like, sometimes you just don't listen. And sometimes I don't. But you see the correlation, you see the relationship. We take our marriage serious because I love her and she loves me. God takes his relationship serious because he, he's already loved us. We fell in love with him, and now he, he, he made a proposal. Michael Gators, will you marry me? I want to save you. I said, I do, Lord. Baptized me in the name of Jesus. Filled me with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. So I'm his. And I'm not going to cheat on him. I'm not going to sin and separate myself from him. Because I'm taken. Amen? You see the difference? Amen. That's, that's why we take Christianity. A relationship with God, serious, because it is serious. You don't have to be, no, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Vic, you want me to come home and just do what I want? Half-stepping, like, walk in the house, don't even look at her. I don't necessarily have to cheat on her, but just, you know, just do what I want. Hey, what's up, girl? Hey, how you doing? I'll be on the outside looking in. <laughs> you can't, you can't half-step with Christ. You've got to be all in or not at all. You can't be lukewarm. But I like this ceremony part right here. The ceremony begins, Vicki Lita, that was her maiden name. See, she hadn't taken on the name yet. I haven't taken on the name of Jesus yet. I'm going back and forth. Follow me. The bride of Christ, the church. Will you take Michael Gator's, the bridegroom, God? I'm, I'm just being silly. I'm not. As your lawfully wedded husband, thy maker, to have and to hold from this day forward till I come again. You follow me? course, I do. By the power that I hold now, I make you my wife, my bride of Christ, my church. I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now we're married. All right? We accepted the proposal, now you're married. And in order to keep that fire going, you got to continue dating. You got to continue reading that word. You got to continue talking, praying. Do everything you did at the beginning to win her. All right? This is what God did. You were very faithful when you first got saved, on fire for God. Oh, I read twice a day. I pray three times a day. You know? And it's kind of like, and it happens to all of us. So, what must I do to stay saved? Just be faithful. Faithful. Just be faithful. I know my wife would agree with that. Honey, just be faithful. And my son's fiance, as far as getting her birthday gifts or Christmas or whatever, she was like, just be nice to me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's sweet. (laughs) So that's, that's, I know. And the men, too. I know you can relate, but I know you women can relate to this and how you see why we take this so serious. It's serious. I'm in love with God. Yes, I love how he walks with me. We go for walks, all right? Ladies, go for a walk with me. Hold my hand. Talks with me, telling me I'm his own. It's the same thing. And that's why I must stay saved. Because it's more than just me now. When that little boy was born, it took my relationship with God up. I tell you, 10 notches, you know, because it's more than just me. You know, Poppy wants to be an an example. That boy has probably heard God and Jesus more than he ever has because every time he comes to my house, I lay hands on him and pray with him. And he just looks at me, and he just, he knows. He knows that I'm doing something right. I see it in his eyes, and he's just relaxed, and he's just calm. Because he feels the indwelling of the Holy Ghost as well as I do. He feels it because I allow God in my heart and he's in his and I want him to stay there I think this is good information I learned something from this still learning the eyes are the pathway to the heart look at nothing else but your husband not the things of this world God is faithful, you be faithful. All right? He didn't have to save you, but he did. Count yourself as blessed. Matthew 25, 21 says, Well done. This is what I want him to say. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you rulers over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Amen.